If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. What's up and welcome back to the final Kind of Funny Games cast of 2023. Of course, I am Tim Geddes. I'm joined by the new face of video games, Blessing Eddie Oye Jr. Good afternoon, Tim. The big daddy himself, Greg Miller. Good afternoon, Tim. And the Nitro Rifle, Andy Cortez. Great afternoon, Tim. <gasps> Andy, I don't think I've said a word to you all day. Well, that's not true. The last like, just, five minutes we've been talking. <laughs> yeah. but before that, I feel like we haven't Dream talked. We've been in our zones. We've been, I've been in my zone. What are you oh, zoning What are you working on? Goaty stuff, man. Goaty baby. That goaty stuff is looking real good. It's almost done. It's looking really, really damn good. Game of the year for Kind of Funny will be the second week of January. Uh, we will not be making any content. Uh, content. I don't know why I said it like that. Content. I've just been around Andy too long. Uh, for the next couple weeks as we celebrate the holidays and uh, the first week of January, we are going to come back here and we're not making content. We're just going to work and plan and start getting things ready for our big Kind of Funny Day stream on January 5th, uh, 10 a.m. You could watch live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games and youtube.com slash kind of funny games. We're going to do a fun stream all day, hang out, celebrate nine years of kind of funny, which is absolutely wild. Uh, and then the following week, we'll return with Gamescast with our game of the year episode that we're very excited about. Everyone's been working really hard on it, and it is going to look phenomenal. So I'm very excited about that. Have you seen any of this stuff, Greg? Yeah, I glance over Andy's shoulder here and there. I see what they're working on. Good. Yeah. Damn good. Worth and it looks up. real cool in the big. Oh, yeah, it just looks awesome. <laughs> so yeah, everybody get excited for all of that. Uh, but since this is the last kind of funny games cast, I wanted to keep it a little bit chill. You know what I mean? As we enter into our our, our holidays, uh, we are taking a week off at kind of funny, which is a weird thing for us because it's like, all right, what are we going to do in our break? Are we just going to play more games? Because that's what we do all the time. But yeah. Bless always talks about like wanting a break from games, yeah. you know, but it's impossible to actually You know what I did last that. night? I played Dead Cells. <laughs> Dude, nice. did. I did play Dead Cells. Did you Cells. play the Castlevania? No, well, I didn't get okay. around to the Castlevania. No, I fell asleep. I got really tired. Yeah. But I did get pretty... I, well, I got so was the, this coming back to Dead Cells or starting Dead Cells? This is coming back to Dead Cells. Okay. And so like, I booted up the save. And it was like, I was like, how much have I played this game? And it was like, this is your 45th run. And I was like, oh, that's a lot of runs, isn't it? <laughs> and so like, I started playing and I got to the third like area, like the third map. I forget what, that's like when they start to let you choose which one you want to go to. And I forget exactly, it was like the ramparts, I think. Yeah, I think I went to the it ramparts. It was so hard for me, man. I'm so bad at Dead Cells. I mean, coming back to it, I'm like, oh yeah, no, I'm still bad at Dead Cells. <laughs> I'm lucky I have the upgrades, but like, yeah, no, I'm like, I, I want to get to the Castlevania stuff, but I'm scared I'm not going to be good enough for the Castlevania I stuff. I think you will. I, I, I okay. feel like it's it's balanced pretty well to, to be. Did like, you play uh, The Castlevania? Yeah. How was I, it? I, didn't, I didn't end up beating it. It's amazing. Yeah. It is. I mean, like, again. Dead Cells and Castlevania put together just makes so much sense. And especially when you think of the music and how hard they go with it, like they mm. do Castlevania justice. Like, I don't think I would be surprised if we ever get a Castlevania game in the future that's as good as the Dead Cells Castlevania thing is wow. this year. It's just kind of the perfect format. I mean, God, in the same dang. way. That was this year? Uh, yeah. <sighs> was it this year? Right? Wasn't it? I mean, yeah, it, it was early. This I year. thought it was last year. I'm pretty sure it was February this year. Wow. It's been a, a wild year. Let me do the rigmarole real quick, and I want to get right back to this. 
What is going on with your mouth? Y'all ever eat, <laughs> eat some food and then like hours later you find a little bit of it? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter a little how much time I give a Cliff Bar. If I eat mm-hmm. a Cliff Bar that day, I'll be talking on a show and I'll be. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I, I had a off. chicken quesadilla earlier and oh. right now it's got a little cilantro. Oh, wow. it's wow. like, oh, yeah, the the, the Castlevania good. DLC, not only was it this year, it happened in, in March, uh, March 2023. I got a 10 out of 10 from IGN. Dude, I, mean, I get it, man. Yeah. I, I really get it. Do I deserve a Coke? I think you do. Yeah! Yeah, Double Cokes, baby. We got to have like a discussion about, I think I was talking to you about this, about like DLC this year. That's what I want. Let let me get through the rigmarole, then I want to get right back there. I I love that. So, of course, this is the Kind of Funny Games cast where each and every week, no, yeah, each and every week, we get together to talk about video games and all the things that we love about them. You can get it on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games or on roosterteeth.com as a video. (laughs) You can also get it as a podcast by searching your favorite podcast service for Kind of funny games cast thank you very much greg <laughs> jesus <laughs> i don't know if you deserve the coke actually <laughs> um, or podcast services around the globe you can also go above and beyond by going to patreon.com slash kind of funny thank you all so much for your support over there it helps everything go um especially our patreon producers jackson hampton and delaney twining if you're over on patreon you get the shows ad free you get to watch live as we record them and a whole bunch of bonus content including the kind of beauty that we're about to record right after this which i'm really excited about um but yeah enough and also epic creator code kind of funny if you don't have bucks to toss our way that's cool when you're buying stuff on the epic game store or in games like rocket league or fortnite which i know a lot of people a lot of people are buying stuff on fortnite (laughs) Right a lot now. of people. A lot of people. I, I, I named Tim Gettys. The other day, I like I was sitting at my desk and I look to the left and I see a group of four people <laughs> trying to help Tim Gettys buy one t- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles outfit. I have that video. I would need to edit that down. There's, you got it. It's you like got- it's like the like the physical uh, manifestation of like how many people does it take to screw in a light bulb, or mm-hmm. like how many kind of funny members does it take to screw in a light bulb? It was how many kind of funny members does it take to buy skin a Team NT skin. More than you'd think. More than you would think. Today, we're brought to you by BetterHelp, but I'll get to that later. Let's start here with this Fortnite conversation, all right? Mm-hmm. Because I Fortnite... felt he's just scrubbed to at least the... Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> well, the, wait, wait. <laughs> when, the, he gets, when he gets to buying the V-Bucks, then the wheels click into place. He goes, wait, so that means in festival, it's $5 a song? <laughs> there, there was a very... Uh, I, I was immediately taken back to my Best Buy days when I'd have uncle and aunt's ask me about iPhones and laptops and everything. And when Tim walked up to me, he was like, so like these Ninja Turtle skins, will they ever go away? I was like, oh yeah, they go away for a long time. Like you need to get them. And he's like, God, fuck. <laughs> well, so, so here's what happened, right? <laughs> Fortnite, been around for many years. Right? Mm-hmm. Been around for Fortnite, some would say. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I, we, I've played before. We, I've we, done we, some Let's Plays with you guys. I, I semi, I understand it. I get it. Game's fantastic. Uh, and I was like, all right, the, the, it's going to take a lot to really get me to jump in. I mean, they've had Optimus Prime in there. They've had like the Cobra Kai. They're, they've done everything they possibly can to Goku. really, really pique my interest, right? But I've never been like, I got to do it, though. They've had Eminem as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but I've Which never been like, I, I got to jump in. I got to jump in and I got to go. Uh, seeing the designs for these turtles, turtle designs, very important to me. I either love or hate them. There's very rarely an in-between. And these are really good. 
Really, mm. really, really big fan of these ones. I'm like, I, I need this Leo, especially jumping into Fortnite Festival, Fortnite uh, Rocket Racing, all that stuff. I'm like, this is more my speed when it comes to games. Really a big fan of the potential of what Festival might one day become. Uh, and I'm like, I don't even understand like what I'm buying. I look at Fortnite and I feel like the oldest man on the planet. There are so many UI options that are just like, what the hell is going on here? Everything has 10 different names. And I'm sure it looks it makes, like Netflix. It looks I'm like sure, Disney Plus. It yeah. really does. Yeah. And I'm sure it makes a lot of sense to a lot of people. Not to me, though. Right. Uh, I tell Joey, I want the turtles. I want Leo specifically. And she goes, cool. She slacks me. She's like, hey, you have to get it by 4 p.m. And I thought she was fucking with me. <laughs> like, I thought I was like, there's no way that's like, they just dropped this shit. Like, everyone's talking about this. There's no way that's how this works. So that's when I asked Andy later. I was like, hey, so wait, what's up with this? And he's like, yeah, no, like, they'll go away for a long time. Like, you got to get them. You got to get them now. That's why I was worried about the invincible skins. I was terrified about losing my chance. So I was like, all right, I get it. Supply, demand, and whatnot. I understand all that. Exactly. That's how they get you. And I'm like, all right, cool. Well, let me try to figure this out. And I was like, can I just go to like fortnite.com, log in, and buy it? No. no of course. No. That doesn't work. <laughs> You need to get, play it on a system, which, I mean, God forbid you turn on the game. That's all that, <laughs> really, they're asking you that. I, you could have probably, can you not go to the Epic Game Store and buy it through that? Or is that weird with the V-Bucks and whatnot? I think Tim's conundrum was, I'm at work, I don't have yes. a console, I don't want to download this game, and then you save them by saying, I got it on my console, log in. So that was my issue, is that we th there was live shows, and we all know it kind of funny. We can't download games while people are live or else it fucks up the internet. So I was like, oh, shit. And now that I have this ticking time bomb at 4 p.m., <laughs> I'm just like, what am I going to do? By the way, downloading stuff on Wi-Fi is okay. Is it? Because I, wait, oh, okay, on Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi. <laughs> is okay. it? Hold on a second. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I, whenever I need to download a game, I pop, I, I like, unplug the, unplug the yeah, yeah, unplug the Ethernet, right, do Wi-Fi. How long does it take? Good to know. Real long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's not great. See, Tim, but, with the power of xCloud, though, you could have well, jumped so, right so, in. But that's the thing. Is like, I, this is, it's awesome. And like, I, it's so funny how not a problem this is, but simultaneously a problem it is, where I know that, ironically, Fortnite is the easiest thing to get into because there's 10 bazillion ways. Like, I could have just got it on my phone. I could have walked outside. Walked to a Starbucks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, there was, there was solutions. But I was working. I had things to do. Uh, but then Greg was like, cool, just like log on my PS5. I was like, all right, fine. That, that's a great solution. So then I pop in. And then, yeah, literally multiple people <laughs> walking me through this. And step by step. I, I just was, heard him go, how do I get V-Bucks? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm familiar with the concept of V-Bucks. Like, I didn't fucking know. And I'm starting to like, do, look through these stores there's just so many menus oh yeah Wesley. oh yeah there's so many menus i i'm like half the time i'm not using most of them right like i go through those i couldn't if you ask me what menus are like in the top tab of fortnite right now i know there's the main one where i can like party up with people there's <laughs> the fucking like seasonal like outfits that you can buy like the store the shop, the yeah, shop. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah there's the fortnite store don't there's, forget locker Oh, yeah, the locker where I put things on. Well, I think this, battle pass. this recent 5.1 thing or 5.0, whatever, just dropped, you know, had a gigantic refresh of the way the menu looks. And there was a lot of people like, dude, this is, we were barely getting used to the last <laughs> UI, you know? And a lot of it is the, the introduction of all these custom games and Fortnite uh, editor and all that stuff where people are just making their own things. They want that stuff in front of your face. Come spend your whole life here. So then I'm there, and I'm like, all right, cool. I found Leo. This looks accurate, I guess. And I'm like, oh, here's the password. All the turtles. I'm like, clearly, I want that. Uh, but then 
Then there's the the the, the numbers start popping up, mm. and I'm seeing these numbers, and I'm like, that looks like a mighty 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 big number for what I'm mm-hmm. trying to purchase right Before now. Then, you had this great moment where you were like, wait, do I have to buy this back bling too in the shell? I'm like, no, they have a shell. <laughs> that was if you wanted to put a shell on Keanu Reeves or whatever. you were just gonna see turtle flesh on their back. <laughs> well, the problem is the turtle shell back bling looks cooler than the turtles one because it has like the bandana on it. Just like it looked sure. tight. I was like, this yeah. one, this is what up but i was like, i'm just gonna fucking buy this shit and that's when the moment happened and it hit me everyone is helping me out here andy starts filming me <laughs> and i was just so legitimately shocked blessing mm-hmm. at the conversion rate between <laughs> real money and Wait, these v bucks what do you think it was because isn't it like a hundred v bucks for like a dollar I pretty much or is yeah. it like there's some kind of weird inflation. Yeah, I think it's like you spend so, thirty dollars to get thirty five. Right now, V-Bucks. a thousand mm-hmm. V Bucks runs you eight ninety nine, so nine bucks. So basically, and then they do that shit nine a thousand nine. And like you, you do the weird ass things where so that's I'm not, made I'm, up. This no. is all on Xbox, well, by the way. If it's different, somewhere twenty eight hundred V Bucks is twenty two ninety nine, but you get twelve percent extra. Five thousand V Bucks is thirty six ninety nine, but you get twenty five percent extra, and then thirteen thousand five hundred V Bucks is eighty nine ninety nine, and you get thirty five percent extra. So I buy these turtles, and after I buy these turtles, it was thirty eight dollars. Yeah, I spent thirty eight US goddamn dollars. Wait, did you buy all the turtles, or were you just buying you the, the bundle? Yeah, turtles. You get the bundle. I got all. Oh, you got the you bundle. Got, I got the bundle. Right yeah, that's there. on you then. Yeah. But here's the problem. April O'Neil not in the bundle. Yeah, and she no looked cool. Way. That pissed me off, and she looks awesome. So I had to, yeah, I got them That's all as insane. well. Even though I, I rarely play there. Tim, if I told you the number that I... Valorant and Riot allow you to look at how much you spent on their game. And in that whatever years of Valorant, that when that first came out, right when the pandemic hit, it is like staggering, yeah. the amount that I've spent in that game. And I'll never forget <laughs> when you were like freaking out about this. I was like, Mike, uh, when the Valorant finals happened and, and during the Valorant finals, they released this limited edition gun set you could buy. It's like commemorating the 2022, 2021, whatever the hell Valorant finals. And it, <laughs> it's a gun that you'd buy. Cause I, you're just buying guns. You're not buying character skins. It's all gun skins. And I think it costs like 70 or $80 for a limited edition gun. And the gun gets brighter and shines more the more you get kills and mike bought it i was like mike ain't no way you're, that thing's ever gonna light up <laughs> like, you're always dying <laughs> it's like i'm gonna buy that i'm gonna buy this i'm never gonna see like the true potential of it <laughs> like dude like yeah the thing is whenever i've seen people talk about you know fortnite and and overwatch skins I always just like, I pray that you never ever discover Valorant or Counter-Strike because mm-hmm. Valorant is, it's a gun skin. It's a gun. Mm-hmm. It's not your character. Your character's not going to look like fucking Mufasa or maybe a, some <laughs> other trademarked whatever. Like, it's just, it's just the gun that you're holding that sometimes the more you spend, the final kill will like have this cool animation or whatever, but it's just the look of the gun and I am just so, so ashamed of the amount that I've spent on something. It's like, Hey, you know, 26 bucks, why not for that gun? And then it just adds up and adds up. When you and... unlock the Mufasa gun, though, like, <laughs> what sound does it make when you shoot? Scott, no! This year has been uh, eye-opening to me in many ways when it comes to the microtransactions. Like, getting into Pokemon Go, worst mm. decision for my wallet of sure. all time. Marvel Snap, I was responsible. Oh, you know wow. I mean? 
I am responsible with mm-hmm. it. Like I, I buy the season pass once a month. I feel like that is absolutely worth the $10 a month for what the devs are working on it being free to play, like all that stuff. Totally think it's valid. I'm having a great time. 10 bucks is not bad. Pokemon Go is a goddamn ripoff. Like every single, every single thing that they're selling. I'm like, you motherfuckers, you know exactly what you're doing. What you're doing is making money and ripping me off. Okay. Right. Now, in the- they got snake in there already? No, no. 35 days. <laughs> oh, 35 got, days to solid snake, I, I, everybody. I, I, you. I was like, wait, 35. shit, I gotta go. <laughs> put, put this shit on pause. <laughs> pause the show. It's more the fact that the Ninja Turtles still very much featured. <laughs> you could buy them. Yeah, I don't know why Joey was like a used car salesman here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Turtles. I, you know what? I hear they already packed their bag and started the car, but let me put in a call to my manager. But <laughs> let me see if I can get this. But you gotta use code JNW. <laughs> you gotta use creator code. <laughs> well, we did Christ. use the creator code kind of funny. Damn right, right. you did. So, you know, that did that did help us out. Now you there. can earn V bucks just by playing the game, right? Correct. Like, yes. That's part of the. Have the you ever, did you think about doing that? Like, Listen, what if I the just same way you can earn coins playing fucking Pokemon Go yeah. by putting Pokemon in goddamn gyms. Well, I'm saying get if you get to fucked. level 100 on the battle pass, that's enough to buy another battle pass. Just keep it going. You know Here's I mean? the thing that you're missing, Bless. Mm-hmm. I don't want. You're not going to play I don't the game. Actually, play <laughs> you're the, you're the I just want to no buy the thing. I want the turtles. <laughs> what the fuck? Give me the turtles. <laughs> oh my god! I don't want to be a turtle. <laughs> Moving on <laughs> from the microtransactions, I did want to get back to something here. Bless mm-hmm. and I uh, on Games Daily a couple days ago. We, we were talking about Dead Cells. We were talking about Castlevania, and so I'm Dead happy you're, you're jumping back into the, to at least the OG Dead Cells. Mm-hmm. But the concept came up about dlc is 2023 easily the best year of dlc ever because like let's just top level let's just throw some things out there cyberpunk phantom liberty yeah valhalla valhalla yeah. um horizon forbidden forbidden west, forbidden west. Sure dead cells we got the two pokemon scarlet and violet dlcs i'm not saying all these are perfect i don't know what the status is on they're the pretty good i mean okay. like they're they're as broken as scarlet is the second one is. out it came out last week yeah yeah. And I, I'm like, I'm enjoying it quite okay. a bit, but I mean, it's still. I literally, like, I uninstalled Pokemon yesterday to install Dead Cells. So now wow. I'm like, damn, do I need to reinstall Pokemon to play the second DLC? Final Fantasy 16. Final oh, Fantasy yeah. 16, yeah. The Seafood, Echoes of the Fallen. Arenas. Year, yeah. Yeah. The that house content. H A U S for Dead Island 2. <laughs> <laughs> I think episode 37 for DC Universe Online or whatever. Where I mean, just naming all those things, like some of those are like, I mean, in the case of like Phantom Liberty, like Game of the Year contenders. Valhalla uh, sounds like it is probably going to end up in some, some people's Game of the Year. Like, th- has that happened before? Multiple. I know we've had The Witcher. I know that there's been examples of great DLC, but this many? It's just kind of goes to show how much of a banger of a year this is in total. Like, without even the DLC, just, like, the idea that these developers can put out, quote-unquote, downloadable content or expansions, because I know that I saw uh, Radic, our homie from um, CD Projekt Red, reply to some people, like, it's not a DLC, it's an expansion. I love that. I I mean, I get it. You'd still download the content. Sure, but but sure, 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 sure. Um, and plus, blew your mind yesterday with the expand alone. Expand. I had never heard the word expand alone. Like that's some oh, yeah. Kojima transferring type shit that I had never heard in my life. Um, yeah, I, I think that it, it, we could maybe be mistaken if we look back a couple of years and we do see that, you know, maybe. I don't know, but I, then I think I about like, like Breath of the Wild DLC wasn't like anything but like blew yeah. anybody away. I'm somebody who I, I usually don't care about DLC. And if they're all, to give a few more shout outs, we got the RE4 separate, separate, separate ways. ways. Yeah, mm-hmm. separate ways. And then also none of us plays Xenoblade, but Xenoblade got the feature redeemed thing and, as well. And everybody loved that. And Okay, and yeah, everybody loved that. Both and then, Resident Evil's got uh, VR, right? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know if you count that as DLC, but I guess if you want to count that as DLC, that, that Did as you well. you fucking download it? Um, was it fucking free? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's not just a mode. It's not just a thing you click on. You turn on the VR. Um, but one for me also is Hitman Freelancer mode. Which is a which is a thing that highly expanded that game. If you ask me, I say yes. Like I think for me at least, this is this year is the best year for DLC across the board. Just in terms of, I think it being a lot of video games that are coming out this year that are incredible. But yeah, like if I look at my top ten, like there's a very strong chance that Valhalla makes it to my top ten. There's a strong chance that a uh, a freelancer mode from Hitman makes it into my top ten. Was that this year? Yeah, that was like at the very beginning of this year. Yeah, like January, February, and then also like. It is a for sure chance that Cyberpunk, the the Phantom Liberty DLC, makes it into my my um, top ten. And so, contender. like, it's a contender for me. And so, it makes me excited that, like, I think there are four. We, me and you had this conversation actually earlier that, like, I think the forms that DLC are taking um, are becoming more varied and therefore getting more interesting. Where it is, oh, it is. It isn't just here's four more hours of story, right? No, it's God of War going, here's a roguelite. It's Hitman going, here's a roguelite. <laughs> Last of Us going, here's a roguelite. But yeah, like there's that. There is like um, Cyberpunk being like, hey, we're opening up a, like a whole new part of the city and then also giving you <laughs> Idris Elba. Uh, it's uh, Sifu giving you the challenge arenas. And I think these devs finding more ways to give you uh, more, I guess, more interesting ways to actually play the game as opposed to just here's more right it's yeah. more thoughtful almost but even when it is just here's more i feel like that could be great too like for Barrett, sure, you're for gonna sure. need to help me out on this a, a little bit but i like i want to shoot from the hip here and say that this year had the most mario kart dlc like the most of the the waves came out this year let me look into that yeah i, I don't think it's most but a good chunk but yeah a good chunk and it was great and it, it was the end of it and like it and like Mario Kart uh, Deluxe ended in like an emotional way, which is very <laughs> unexpected. Yeah, like, I, I saw according to Game Rant that they just put booster course packs, and I got to assume that mul- those were multiple mm-hmm. packs that were released. 2023 saw a long-awaited completion of the booster course set for uh, Mario Kart 8. It was released in six ways over the course of 2023 and 2022, which included 48 new courses, eight a lot of courses <laughs> My lot, it, it of courses. literally doubled so, the game uh half of it came out in 2022 five, and then the other half came out in 2023 so that's still 24 courses over the course of this year that is absolutely wild and again they were good like not the best things ever but like overall like Barrett, like what i mean we got uh yoshi's islands oh uh, yeah that was track, a great which is like course. a fucking banger uh of a track so yeah some hits some misses yeah <laughs> Also, shout out, shout out to Escape Academy. Yeah. I know not everybody's like on deck, like, you know, patiently waiting or, um, you know, like uh, super waiting for the Escape Academy stuff. But when that stuff came out, you know, I played it and we played. I think we did a preview of one of the ones, like the latest one at um, Summer Game Fest. We, set we the beat record the record, too. right? We beat the, Every we single the time record. we set the record, man. We can't be fucked with. Uh, unfuckwittable. Um, but yeah, like those, that's a great DLC as well. And so I, ho- I, I hope this trend continues. Like I, I, I again, coming from somebody who historically i've been more on the hater side of dlc not literally hating but more so just the thing of like i couldn't care less is when, it worth coming back to yeah like i don't like i don't want to come back to this game that i've already forgotten how to play and all this right and like you know but i mean horizon burning shores i played that and that that is like kind of the definition of like here's more it was still great right like we came out of that being like yo i think we both probably gave it a four out of five or something like that yeah. like we both came out of it being like that was a great time like i really enjoyed that let alone yeah like the the vast amounts of dlc we've gotten this year yeah 
I mean, transitioning this conversation into a little uh, my my thoughts on actually Pokemon the Indigo Disc here. Um, yeah, so this is the second DLC pack for Scarlet and Violet. The first one came out a couple months ago, and, and I talked about it then. The first one was like a like four hour like mini little story. It was like a, a summer vacation type thing where they go to the, this like little village in Japan essentially, and like there was like a small story about finding this um, like three legendary Pokemon. Pretty run of the mill stuff you'd expect. It ended with a crazy like anime like moment of like betrayal essentially. And uh, that's not spoilers. It's just basic stuff. One of the Pokemon was cheating on the other Pokemon. Oh my God. But it ended like super hype in a way that like the story of the entire thing, I was like, I really don't care about this at all. But it ended with being like, I cannot wait for the next one. Like I need to Hmm. see what kind of like Scarlet Violet core where it's like you get to the end of it and you're like, it's like, whoa, snap. This is so much better (laughs) than the rest of it. Right. Uh, So this, it's been interesting playing through this. I'm, I'm very early. Like I'm only like maybe like, four hours into this and it does feel a little uh girthier um <laughs> i i feel like this one like just to beat is probably going to be like closer to, like the 15 hour mark maybe 10 to 15 and uh it's really awesome because it's so funny how it's just like a uh a very very hey here's just everything you actually want from pokemon in a smaller form like you're not getting the whole going out and gym battles and stuff but the the there's a focus on battling here and it's all like double battles, which is like the more official, like VG, like competitive way to play Pokemon. So it's actually kind of challenging and you mm. actually need to have strategies and like do things that Andy Cortez hates, like yeah, use the defensive whip, moves bro. and tail whip and stuff. Oh, I'm not trying to growl, Using dude. mud splash. <laughs> I'm not getting damage. I'm not using it. It's interesting because in double battles, like if you're, um, this example might not actually make sense, but if you're on your team, you have a Gyarados and, uh, or yeah, a Gyarados and a, a Jolteon, and my Jolteon uses Discharge, which like shocks everybody. It also shocks Gyarados. So I'm hurting mm. my own people. So you gotta be like mm. smart about how you use the like, the moves that kind of like affect everybody. Uh, and I'm just having a really good time, like actually being challenged by Pokemon battles. And then on top of that, um, it's it takes place in this underground terrarium. <laughs> Where uh, like the whole thing is in in, in a dome, like a DC dome. dome type stuff, and all the walls are LED walls. <laughs> like, oh, that's awesome! <laughs> it's like they literally, it's like fake, like and that's in in canon. Like that's the story of what's happening. I'm like, this is the most Tim bullshit ever. Um, and it, it's a big circle. That's How'd like, y'all afford this? Uh, you know, they were really cheap during the pandemic. LED <laughs> <laughs> walls around Tim. Start podcast. <laughs> it's this big like circle that you're in, and it's divided into four quadrants, and each quadrant is a different biome. So it's like the the frozen tundras and then the like more beachy areas and like the mountains and it's cool because uh all of that's just like inherently is kind of cool the my hero arena is barrett <laughs> i mean it, it is very similar to that stuff that barrett was showing me one time but um what i think is awesome about it is in addition to the cool battles in addition to the cool just like idea for a location where it's smaller but you still get a bunch of variation because like in scarlet and violet there wasn't that much variation in a lot of the, the grounds you're going around. This one, like I think, just gives a little bit more. But what's cool about this is, since it's the DLC, they want you to kind of like go back and get... <coughs> work it out. Get all your favorites uh, from the, the previous generations that might not have been in the Scarlet and Violet. So all of the originals, or not original, all the starters ever are in this. That's like, awesome. Every single generation of starters in this, and you can just catch them. Pretty much every single legendary ever is in it. 
and uh they each have like their original music from their old games and stuff and you have to like chase them around paldea like the whole region from scarlet and violet and it's just presented in a way that's like really really cool and i'm having a great time this kind of just feels like the ultimate pokemon dlc and i'm just very impressed with the fact that they just they did it all it's like it's not much more i could ask for is it as fun to go back to as it was playing when we first picked up the game because that was that's always been a weird thing for me having played played it at launch having such a fun time time with it despite its flaws and putting it down since then, I always have the thought, especially with the DLCs coming coming out of like, if I go back to the game, am I going to be like, what the fuck was I thinking? Or am I going to be able to get into these DLCs? So my problem is, uh-huh. I feel like if you could just jump into the second one, you'd be utterly obsessed. Yeah. I don't know. Jumping into the first one, I really think it's going to be like, what mood are you in? Because like, okay. it's it feels like a, a bit of a diversion and it's like a smaller, simpler thing that might be just enough for you to be like, this is the stuff I don't like about the game. Yeah. And like back out, and you have to beat DLC one to play DLC two because DLC two is very much an end game content. Like it's very much like catch them all, motherfuckers, let's go. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, I wouldn't necessarily recommend it to you. But like, if you are like, I'm kind of interested in getting to some Pokemon, give the DLC a shot because it is good. I'd, I'd give the first DLC probably like a three okay. out of five. I'm leaning towards four out of five on on this uh, second one. So. How's the decks looking? My decks is looking pretty damn good. Yeah. Pretty damn good. I have all of them in all 400 from Scarlet and Violet. I have all 200-something in the first DLC pack. And um, I have, like, I want to say I have, like, 140 out of the 200-something in this one. So, like, I'm I'm doing some damage. I I really need to go back and clip out the night that Tears of the Kingdom launches. And there I am home from work. I'm, like, ready to stream this. That's Man, it's going to be a blast. Everybody, everybody's popping up. So and so is playing Tears of the Kingdom. So and so is playing. Everybody and their mom is playing Tears of the Kingdom. Tim Geddes just started Pokemon Violet. <laughs> like, what are you doing, bro? It was a terror raid. I needed my samurai. <laughs> but anyway, those are my thoughts on Indigo Disc. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. This time of year can be a lot. Having to figure out, am I getting a gift for this person? Am I not? Whether or not your family gives gifts during the holidays, you get to define how you give to yourself. And the holidays are a great time to do just that with therapy. You can get out of your negative thought cycles and find some mental and emotional peace, and it can give you the tools to find more balance in your life so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. Some of my best friends use BetterHelp and love how helpful it can be for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself, and it isn't just for those who've experienced your trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash kind of funny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash kind of funny. BetterHelp.com slash kind of funny. Uh, Greg, you're back to a game, too. That's right. What is it? I... Got re-obsessed with Diablo. Oh no! Over no. the weekend. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> but it's just the way he delivers it. That's like I I don't feel good about. Yeah. This. I feel great about it. I'm happy. <laughs> I you know I've been floating around since we got off of uh, review season. Finally came to a halt there. Of trying to catch up on stuff, playing things I missed, trying to double back to things, and then then just having a general malaise to a degree of like, well, what do I want to do? Like blah blah blah. And so. I was thinking I wanted to go, but I still want to get back to my real playthrough of Starfield. You know what I mean? I have that uh, uh, new game plus five, I believe, where I finally have where I want to be, what I, everything I want to happen in this thing. Uh, the reality you <laughs> you choose. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, but 
I want to. I don't want to get distracted from it. I don't want to get pushed off of it. So I'm thinking maybe I don't. May, I don't. Who knows when I'll actually get to it or whatever. But like this week uh, and last week, we had Jen's sisters in town. So like downstairs was occupied there or whatever. Uh, so I've been doing a lot of remote play. Obviously, a lot of uh, PlayStation Portal as usual. Uh, and so I was I was getting geared up to do Starfield the other day. But then I'm going on the Diablo podcast the day this posts. Uh, and I forget when that goes up publicly for everybody else, but from pure Diablo, uh, it's a Diablo podcast. I started listening to, uh, when I was, you know, on the verge of release and super hyped about it and everything else. And so I was like, well, I got to get in there and, and, you know, dust myself off and just check. I haven't checked out. They got the never winter stuff going on. One of their seasonal events, not, you know, the big, uh, the big know. expansion sort of thing. No, 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 like no, a no. season type thing. Right. Yeah, well, th this is a seasonal event where it's like just running uh, like this, you know, some monsters or whatever, and it's super icy and cold or whatever. It's kind of like Christmas or whatever. Uh, it has its own rewards, and then there's the bigger season that, you know, season two is going on as well right now. Yeah, Andy. When Diablo 4 first launched, right. I felt like you were starting multiple different playthroughs of multiple different classes and characters. No. What are you main... Like, what's the one you've been sticking with now dude this is the whole problem with the, here we thank go. you very Jesus. much for asking these questions so we're on to season two right now of diablo right because you remember they launched the game and then i forget how many weeks maybe even a month they put out season one and where this everybody was mad right caught a lot of flack was the idea that diablo 4 brought in a lot of new players also had just come out then launches a new season and the new seasons require you to roll a new character for it you can't bring your eternal character that was nuts seasonal realm. that was nuts right know? so i'm in a weird spot with it where I fully intend to platinum Diablo 4 at some point. However, it will not be soon, and it's going to be need to be a, I am committed, and I have hit up Fran, and I have these nights off to have him pull me and grind me and just, you know, power level whoa, me. Whoa, like, grind me, daddy. <laughs> get all over, you know what I mean? Uh, and do all these different things, sir, because, like, you know, like there's when you start getting up in the levels, yeah, blah, 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 blah. As you all know, this Diablo 4 has been the love affair of me and my wife of playing this game together and being super into it, which was awesome at launch. You know, I had my rogue. She had her necromancer, right? Everything's fantastic. Oh, okay. Can I just interrupt? Yeah, because I, I, we need we need Blizzard and Activision to have you and Jen be in one of those little like mid-roll video things they play at like BlizzCon where it's like, hi, I'm Greg and, and I'm uh, Jean-Vievre and Thanks, we played man. Diablo 4 together and it's just a little cut to them like playing at night like when and he so gets like they're playing and laughing and then it's just one shot of like Ben rolling in his own <laughs> shit like no one's taking care of back to us and crying and throwing himself just in just out of reach <laughs> he's playing in the bathtub and there's like a toaster like precarious <laughs> balance God, how quick Greg jumps to Ben rolling in his own shit <laughs> god damn just saying you know let's have an accurate representation yeah, of course of course Anyways, though, uh, so <laughs> that is the, the fact of the matter. Season one, you know, we rolled, I rolled Lucy James, uh, Jen rolled Tamar Hussein. You know what I mean? That, those were our characters on that seasonal realm. And what we discovered pretty quick was... Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Jen was like, this fucking sucks. <laughs> I want to be my necromancer. I'm committed to that character. There's still more to do there. Yeah. But we struggled on. Our with story isn't done. Finish the story. Season one. <laughs> season two dropped, right? And it was like, I wanted to jump in. It's vampires. It started around Halloween. You know what I mean? Fuck Ooh. yeah. I made Rhea Ripley and I made uh, Jen make Dominic Mysterio. That's so right. it would be super cute. And she did one night of it and she's like, this is ruining I don't my enjoyment be of the game. <laughs> I don't want to be Dominic Mysterio. Uh, it was like, this is ruining my... And I was like, well, our eternal characters, the characters that aren't in the seasonal realm, that are on the eternal realm, right, still exist, and there's still so much fucking shit to do. Like, uh, especially for me trying to grind out a platinum on it, blah, 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 blah. And she was like, all right, fine. But then the fire just hasn't been there for her to go back to it. And so... It's cooled off to the point of like, I was we like, divorced. <laughs> had to drop or had to, had to remarry. Uh, no. So it really just stopped. And then this re reinvigoration has been me running uh, my seasonal character alone. And so I'm doing Rhea Ripley right now. So I have my head wrapped around the vampire content because you're picking up gear that has different stuff on it and, you know, limited time stuff that's going on to use vampire powers and all these other things. How are you playing? Right now? Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing on Portal. Go. Is that what you? Yeah, I, there's yeah, a lot yeah. of different ways. To, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've been. I've come He's back. Like, I'm killing the game. Right now. <laughs> Strictly on Portal, except yesterday when I was at the office and I was playing on my PS5 at my desk, but otherwise just portaling it, which is such a dream come true. And this is one of the things where it's like, I miss my wife, and I enjoy. <laughs> I enjoyed our time together, but there is something incredibly freeing about playing a game that has been tethered to another person by yourself. So it is that idea of like, ball and chain. You know I'm a fucking, you know, I mean, every time I turn on, I take off this wedding ring, go to the other room. Throw it a bit. I'm saying Rhea Ripley ain't married, Jen. Uh, no, but it's the idea of like, you know, you really nerding out in my menus, really nerding out about gear. You know, what do I want to do right now? And going off and grinding that thing again. That's, until Fran grinds me. That's always one of the worries with me playing a game that is that involved playing co-op. It's like, Oh man, I w I could be in this menu for three goddamn hours, yeah. but I don't want to hold that person back. So I'll just quickly kind of try to, you know, let me just skim through whatever these descriptions are, and like I can imagine how freeing that feels. Of like, oh, I yeah. can really look at this build and maximize the hell out of it. Yeah. So it's been a lot of that, and just playing on Portal, going that way, grinding out on the the vampire stuff, trying out this ne Neverwinter stuff, looking at that season pass. I'm, you know, we talked about microtransactions, and. You don't need me to tell you, everybody, how fucking horrible the Diablo marketplace is and how goddamn expensive. They got a couple hot outfits in there, though, that I do sit there and go, uh -oh. do I want to drop $28 or yeah. whatever the fucking insane amount of money Diablo look requires? Good, play good, bro. But I mean, it's another one I look good no matter what. You know what I mean? I already got a lot of great styles. Okay. But anyways, me, I was trying to convince Mike we're going to do, a, we're streaming on Friday, and I was like, let's do a hardcore run. Let's start that hardcore character I need to get going, you know? <laughs> I love it. He died so fast in our first arc. Yeah, I know, that's <laughs> yeah. But no, that's it's, cool, it's been great. I'm happy to be there. You know, it's, it's, you know, we had a conversation on PS. I love you. Uh, last week that was, you know, we went through our PlayStation stats and one of the stats they tossed out this year for some reason was the first game you played. You know what I mean? What did you play the first game this year? I would be shocked if it's not Diablo for me, if something comes around that I'd be that ready to boot back up. Cause right now I'm in there on the daily again, getting in there, just beating the hell out of monsters. Are y'all uh, playing any games daily? 
Like uh, a, a game that has like a daily challenge type feature? No, I haven't really been on that grind since I was really into Destiny earlier in the year. When uh, in the lead up to Lightfall? Yeah, Lightfall is the name of that DLC. In the lead up to Lightfall and then for the next like month or so, that was a, all right, what are the dailies today? Let me finish these challenges. I. It's so funny because like I don't love streaming Destiny because I'm just really, really tough for me to kind of like just get around all of these different menus and understand. And I don't want to be sitting in menus streaming that either. So I would just play a lot with like Chris Anker or Washburn. And we try to, that's when, for, that's when Snowback Mike was like, no, fuck you. I'm going to play with y'all. And we we're like, no, we don't want you. Like, you don't want to play this. And he was like, no, I'm going to do it. <laughs> we we're like, no, why are you threatening us with your presence? Like, go away. Uh, that's, yeah, I'd say Destiny 2 was like the last time that I was, I had that objective at night. I got to go hop in, do a couple of little rounds, go do whatever this thing. Oh, the main, I get ex exotic loot from this little, if we run this dungeon or whatever. Yeah, the closest I've gotten is Street Fighter 6. And I'm, I'm not playing that daily. For me, it's like every few days where I'll, be, I'll get the, craving to be like oh you know what i want to hop into, into a match or two and uh, and then i'll play but like the that that game does have systems that are like almost like light battle pass hey come through and unlock all this stuff and like have the the daily objectives or the weekly objectives and stuff but that stuff is so in the background in street fighter 6 that i never pay attention to it at first i was excited about it when i first started playing that game back in june but like very quickly i was like okay well i actually don't care about any of this stuff really so i just play just to play um but i also have this thing with daily games that have dailies where I get very anxious about the idea of playing something that's super long-term. Like, I booted, I booted up Warframe because during Game Awards, I got into a conversation with a couple of people that were like, yo, Warframe is, is legit. Like, oh, man, it's one of the best playing action games you can play, yada, yada, yada. And I got home, and I was like, maybe I should try Warframe. Like, the game has always looked cool, and I used to play Warframe a bit back in the day before it actually officially released, like when it was in beta on PC. I played quite a bit of it then, and I was like, well, let's see how it is 10 years later, and I booted it up, and I was like, Ah, uh, this just seems like a big time thing. Like this just seems like a big commitment, and especially right now with everything else. Yeah, out. yeah. And I don't know. I mean, I don't know if I'm ever gonna have it in me to play a game that I know is you going. You got that dog in you. I don't have. The, I don't have that dog in me. <laughs> it's like a thousand hours to play this. Like I don't have. Like I need to know that a game's gonna end. Like I need. I think the longest game that I that I have in me is probably a Persona game. You know, like I'll put mm. in 150 hours into a Persona because I know eventually, like it's gonna end right i'll put in 80 hours into a game like into a Baldur's gate 3 even though i've only put in like 30 hours but like i'll put amount, that amount of time into that type of game because i know it's gonna end if i know this game is endless i almost lose all motivation i, is I love that feeling though like it, it, i yeah. love the i i love the idea that i can walk away from diablo and come back to it and fall right back into it and i think that is a special game because mm -hmm. it's more than likely like i was talking about dc universe online where I want to play some DC Universe. I jump in. What the fuck yeah. was I doing? With what life. is yeah. the what matters now? What's the meta? What do I need to grind? I, it, I think it's the kind of game too. Like, because I think for me, when the if the game is this is a numbers go up kind of game, I want to hit the point where I'm like I'm all powerful, right? Like yeah. I'm at the level cap and I'm fucking killing shit right now. And that's an, that's like a standard RPG. But I can I can have that for a competitive game like an Overwatch. I probably put in like 500 hours, right? Or a Street Fighter 6, I'm going to keep playing it. I'm going to probably put in hundreds of hours into that game, but I'm not playing it to have the numbers go up. I'm playing it so I can be better than other people. And that for me gives me like just a general sense of satisfaction. Is it all about recontextualizing it for you though, Bless? Because mm -hmm. I, I kind of feel the same about games uh, in that way, but when I hop into Destiny 2, and this is going to sound extremely hypocritical because I never did the raid, but to me, I'm like... <laughs> 
<laughs> I want to get good enough to get to do the raid. And that's usually where I fall off right after that. I usually yeah. don't keep on going back to, we never did the raid. And I, I, I blame Snowbike Mike. And yep. there's a lot of blame being thrown you around. You should blame Snowbike uh, But like, is it maybe that in Warframe, there's that big gigantic sort of end game-ish mission in whatever planet of Lana <laughs> that he got to go do. <laughs> yeah. Like, and once you do that, you're like, okay, cool. That was 30, 40 hours that I spent doing that grinding. I did that final dungeon. I'll come back whenever the next big thing drops. Yeah, I think the tough thing for me is I would, I am such a, I need to be there to experience like everything sort of person, right? Like if I'm going to be into Destiny 2, what would have helped me if was would be if I stuck around for like whatever the first big expansion was. Because I played Destiny 2 at launch. I played a lot of hours into it, right? I probably played like 80 hours between doing the raid and then also doing a lot of PvP. And then I didn't stick around to play the next big expansion and I missed it. And like from there on, it was there was never a prayer for me. Like, I think for me, if I'm playing that kind of game and I miss a big drop, it's so impossible for me to get back into it. Cause I feel like I've already like, I feel like I've, I've already lost the experience there. Um, I will say, I think my one saving grace with getting back into a game like that would be GTA online. Like whatever Mm. GTA six comes back because I'm so like, (laughs) Craig's phone (laughs) is reflecting the brightest lights in my eye. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. But yeah, like I was such like, I was so hooked into GTA online the first time just cause I love GTA that much. And so I think when online comes out for six, I'm definitely going to be there every single day, like doing every single crime, right? It's a bit easier. Doing every single crime. (laughs) That's a bit easier to digest, right? We're not talking about like, oh, dude, nobody's using those armor sets anymore. Nobody's using. Exactly. Oh, you're still using that bow? Nah, dog. That was done in like season three. Like that doesn't happen in GTA, but in Destiny, it's very much that way where, hey, that, that Gallahorn rocket launcher that everybody wanted in whatever Destiny 1 or Destiny 2 it's back, but it's different now. What you're going to want to do is do that one mission, that exotic weapon mission. It's like, it can I mean, be a lot. To- online for GTA, it, it had that in a very different way where it was more so, oh man, what businesses are you running right now? Because like, you know, people aren't doing the arcade shit anymore. Now it's all about the bunkers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is a bunker? And they're like, yo, you got to go out to the country. You got to buy a big old bunker. And then you got to like fucking steal cars and shit. And I'm Always like, a meta. Yeah. Always and a I'm meta. like, what is going on in this? G- I've been gone for a year and it's all different now. And I came back when they dropped Dr. Dre in the game. And then like I played that and I was out. Yeah, I, I want to say real quick, whenever a meta is discovered, that's usually when I would love to drop out of yep. the game. Yeah. Like I Hey, we've taken all the fun out of it. You have to play it this way. This oh, is, well, that's, this that's is, great. That's just what I want. Yeah, we every everybody like has, you know, come together with all their, you know, scientific degrees and they've gone <laughs> they've like been discussing this in PowerPoint presentations. <laughs> and this is this is the mathematical best way to play it. And for about three or four days, I really enjoyed playing the finals. And then lately, I have not so much enjoyed the finals because everybody knows that you need that melee build. It's like, I just want to shoot. I don't want to be a dude like swinging like a big hammer at people. I just want to want a first person shooter that feels good, right? And the finals was kind of that game for me where I, I still enjoy the gameplay of it. And it is really cool in terms of destruction. Like uh, the, the point of the finals, it's 3v3v3. And you go get the you have to get the money out of that little bank that's being deposited but all the other people are trying to get the same thing and then you have to take that money to go deposit it in another area but while you're doing so if that uh little thing that you're depositing into is on like the third floor the people on the bottom floor can like shoot out the the floor that you're on and then you'll just cave through Mm -hmm. and the level destruction is like it is not pre-canned in any way. It, it is like so accurate and legit where 
like I've seen buildings that I would run through all the time just like toppling over because all the floors are being broken in through. It is so damn cool to see though, like kind of like those, uh, I think of uh, the Joseph Staten Halo 2 thing of like those 30 second to 30 second moments that you just remember, like those are, that's a gameplay moment that I'm experiencing right now. And it's awesome to be in that. And then you see everybody who knows the meta and I'm already like kind of tired of it. I think I'm just I'm just think I'm just too old for the shit. Like <laughs> I just get really like, oh man, I I really enjoyed the first five days when it was all experimentation, when everybody here had never touched the game, and we're just sort of, hey, let's just see what happens, right? Oh oh, you can use that. I guess that explodes that wall. Well, if we double those things up, then that's going to explode this whole gigantic thing. And now it's just kind of Dude, feels that, lame. That was the first time I saw somebody fly in Rocket League. Where I was like, oh, it's over. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, it's over. Like, yeah. I can't, I'm not going to be able to play this thing anymore because yeah. people are fucking flying. And, like, I, that game was like, I think you could take any quote unquote casual game and, like, eventually it'll, it'll have a meta. Yeah. And the meta is going to, like, you know, tear you out of it unless, like, you're, you're into it. And I think for me, like, I've been able to find my niche a little bit where I like and enjoy and I'm good enough at fighting games where, like, I can keep up, but even I like I have my ceiling at right now in Street Fighter. It's the um, fuck. What rank am I? I think I'm I'm platinum with Luke. So like I'm stuck at platinum. Platinum Poppy. Yeah, and I'm like, there's no I'm 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 losing and winning like a strong fifty percent of matches. And like no matter what I do, I keep like, landing in the same place. And I'm like, all right, cool. Like there's I just gotta be happy. Glorious here. part of multiplayer gaming where you're in the thick of it, where you you're not necessarily the best, you're not the worst, but you're competitive. You can do something, da da, and then inevitably you take a weekend off and you come back <laughs> yeah. and the cars are flying and everything. You're like, fuck this. Yeah, I th- I've felt a lot of guilt this year. Whenever I get asked, when was the last time you played Overwatch? When was the last time you played Valorant? And it's like there's just been too many other things to play. Where in past years. Warzone was you the go to. You fall yeah. back to it. Warzone was the like last year Overwatch 2 I put in so many as somebody who put in thousands of hours to Overwatch 1, Overwatch 2 drops and I played this shit out of it. And I, I think miss, I, I miss Rainbow Six Siege all the time. Yeah. I don't know if you ever had the Rainbow Six Siege era, but like that was another one where I played enough of that game at like my skill level and then I started to see people actually play Rainbow Six and I'm like Oh, what the fuck is the point? And then you move on. But no, nobody uses that character. You got to use the whatever destruction thing. I got all I, those discussions just like really kind Sap of the fun anno- out of everything. Yeah, but like this year, when it comes to multiplayer games, there have just been so many great single player experiences that I've, I haven't gone back to any multiplayer games. And I know I will in a much deader time, in a much yeah. more slow period of, of games being released, but. It just really feels like every two weeks there has been something big getting released that I have to try out because I know it aligns with my interest. It looks super up my alley. And I just, I always feel bad saying like, no, I haven't played Overwatch 2. It's not because I don't like it. It's not because I don't like these multiplayer games. There's just always something that I want to try out. Maybe you know? next year will be a bit slower and you can you can have your multiplayer games. Maybe. Big baby. What if we got really maybe. high ranked in Suicide Squad? You know? Yeah. 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 Master the meta. I can't wait to see how that game plays for me. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Is it either going to be something I fucking am all about, or am I going to have one night with it and be like, "Fuck on Arkham Knights"? Be like, "See ya." What do you, Andy Cortez? I know, I know you're hyped on Gotham Knights, like, gameplay Gotham wise, at least. You know, Greg. What do you think Greg's going to fall? I think I don't think he's going to like it. Really? Mm. Yeah. I, I I mean, it just doesn't really seem like it fits Greg's vibe because it is. I mean, it's it's a shooter, and it does have those little hooks that you enjoy about, like Diablo, but 
I don't I don't know. I'm gonna guess that Greg does not vibe with it. I'm gonna guess because that. Greg is not gonna be able to not see what the potential was of a super them not doing that. Agreed, you know, agreed, like flash game. I think I think the hardest it, <laughs> the people Batman that will game. enjoy it the most are people like me who were not looking forward to a rock steady Batman game. You know, like who are like, yeah, sure. If they don't really, oh, they're not making a Batman game. They're making a Suicide Squad game. Oh, it's a shooter. That sounds cool. But people like Barrett and Greg, the hardcores that want a Batman game from this studio or just a single player experience from the studio, getting this is so wildly out from left field that I, I don't think they're going to vibe with it. See, I think it's going to be. And that's the, natural. That makes sense. I think it's going to be the reverse where I think like the gameplay will be fine. And I think Andy Cortez is going to want more than fine out of it. And he'll, and you'll end up like falling off after a little bit. And I think Greg, maybe not Barrett, but Greg is going to enjoy just being in the world and being like, oh shit, it's DC. Like, I forget the game takes place in Metropolis or not, but it like, does, yeah. it does. Yeah. It's like these oh, cameos. These it's been, little, it's, yeah. And I yeah, think it's going to be like a Marvel's rigs. Avengers type thing where even though the gameplay is mid, there's going to be enough uh, pulls to it that are like almost Diablo like where Greg's like, Oh, just let me level up my, um, uh, uh, Harley forget, sniper guy. Or yeah. Har Harley. Yeah. Let me har level my dead up my, shot? Is that you my dead shot. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say Boomer boomerang. I was going to say Boomer Kuwanger yeah. <laughs> from Mega Man. <laughs> Greg, do you think this ends up <sighs> better or worse? Isn't even the right words to use, but like compared to Avengers. Ah, I was going to say compared to Gotham Knights better than Gotham Knights for sure. I think it does better than Gotham Knights. Avengers, I would imagine, yes, it does. Again, a lot of people didn't understand NDAs uh, when they got in that beta, and it seemed like the buzz was positive off of it. Uh, I've been, I, you know, have avoided all the leaks and stuff for the story. I don't want to know them. I don't want to see that stuff. And I think that's where the difference really is, where if the cutscenes in the story are rock steady quality, I think you have a win already there. You know, Avengers was a... Oh yeah, single player is pretty good. You know, it wasn't like a ringing. Oh man, this is amazing. It was more like, oh, this caught me off guard that I like the story. I'm talking about general public, yeah. right? And then the gameplay was like, all right. And the single player was like, okay, good, maybe. And then multiplayer people didn't like, except sickos like me. Uh, I feel like this one is going to have the story section of it, and the gameplay looks interesting. Like it's colorful. That's what Andy's always talking about, right? It gives you crackdown vibes. You're running, you're shooting, you're doing your thing, okay. like. I look at that and I'm still like, I don't want to be any of those people, but I do want to know the story, but I also want to know the story of Injustice 2. You know what I mean? I didn't play Injustice 2 because like, I hate fighting games. It's the same question that Tim asked you, but like with Outriders, do you think this is going to hit harder than, than Outriders? I think, hit, I, I think, honestly, I think Suicide Squad is going to ca catch us off guard. Where That's I think we, we saw those, yeah. we saw those, that uh, really bad state of play. And we're like, what? Ugh. And then they went to the drawing board and I don't think they like changed the DNA of the game, but I think it's going to be more fun than we thought it was going to be based on some of that stuff. Now, when you say that, what does that Metacritic look like? <clears throat> I'm going to say 76. I think there's going to be a decent amount of eights and a lot of fives and sixes. I, I could agree with that. I'll say like 70. I'll say, f I'm going to say 80. Wow. Flat 80. I, th I think I think it'll. Wow. I think it, I think you can do that. I think an eight from IGN. You know? When I do think about Outriders, though, I wonder like that game comes out this year. I don't have time for that. Mm -hmm. Like that's the tough thing about this game coming out in February yeah. is that Greg's also going to be playing that Helldivers. I am going to be playing. That. And Ooh. also be playing that Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. And then you also seem confident about that one, did you? Yeah, no, <laughs> I was like, me, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, having just beaten. A lot of it does come down to not only release, but how packed the schedule is. But yeah, when when I just beat Blasph Blasphemous 2 
Everybody thinks I say The Last of Us 2. Oh, you beat Last of Us Having just beat Blasphemous 2, a lot of people have been saying, Andy, have you seen The Last Faith? You should check out The Last Faith. And because it's such a packed year, I'm like, I, I've been told about The Last Faith a million times <laughs> at, by, by this point, and I knew that it was coming out already before I was recommended, but it's, I'm, I'm making a Metacritic call on that, where I see that it's like 76s, and I'm like, there are other experiences I'd rather play than something that doesn't seem quite as good as what I just played in Blasphemous 2. Like I, mm -hmm. if, it was a, if it was dead for the rest of the year, I would totally give it a shot, but I just don't really got time for that. To give you a bit of a window, right? Suicide Squad is February 2nd, same day as Persona 3 Reloaded, or Reload. Let's go. Uh, the week oh. before that is Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth on January 26th. Tekken 8 is January 26th as well. A week after that is Helldivers on uh, February 8th. Prince then, of Persia is before that. Yeah, yeah. Prince of Persia <laughs> is uh, uh, January uh, 18th. Uh, Roger is pumped up. Then Donkey Kong, Mario vs. Donkey Kong is uh, February 16th. Skull, Skull and Bones, Bones yeah. February 16th. We'll play three days early what, if you pay extra. What was the one you said before? Skull? Mario vs. Donkey Kong? That's in February? Yeah. yeah. According oh. to Game Informer. And then uh, Rebirth is the 29th. Did you know Open February Roads 20th. and Pacific Drive are the same day? February 22nd? That's a wild. That's a, that's a wild release month and a random release day right there. The two game, two indie games about driving. <laughs> All right, cool. Let's go. Yeah. Speaking of indie games, yeah, blessing. You were at Day of the Devs after Game Awards. I was at Before Day of Game the Awards. Devs. Uh, right, it was people. after. It was the, the the day after, and so yeah, Game Awards happened. Greg Miller said, "I'm going to go home," and I said, "I'm going to stay in LA, hang out with friends." But more importantly, no, not more importantly. <laughs> you didn't know what was happening when you more booked that. You I booked it. I you booked it, and then they were like, "Oh, we're doing Day of the Devs." And blessing, I'll go. Ahead. More importantly, I wanted to cover the indie bagel. games <laughs> that are in the that are happening. I want to be the, the voice of the people. I wanted to be the voice of the people and check out the games that are often underrepresented. Uh -huh. um, and so I stayed, uh, and I went to a nice little media hour, and I stayed for the full Day of the Devs. Hey. Event. Yeah, I was and I was at Day of the Devs from like noon all the way through like eight p.m. It was great. Open bar. Open bar, yeah. yeah well, I wonder what kept well, them around, well, well, ladies and gentlemen. For well, it was tickets. So as a media person, I got two tickets to use. Kojima at the bar. and Phil Spencer wanted to have dinner with him. He's like, I gotta cover these indie He's games. Like, Sorry, <laughs> man, I gotta go to Day of the Dead. I did get tickets from other people though. Yeah, I was like, you Yo, did. you got tickets? Let me get another drink. And I was just, man, let me. I, I was dehydrated by the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> I was drinking the whole day. Um, but during that media hour and during the Day of the Devs proper, I got to check out uh, a bunch of different games. I made a quick list here of six different games that I got to. Uh, check out. I played only about half of them, but there's the there's the other half that I saw, and I talked to the devs, and I wanted to highlight because um, these games look really cool. I want to start off with this game called Give Me the Toilet Paper. So, I walk into Day of the Devs Media Hour. First person I see is Jana Garcia, and I'm like, Oh, Jana, what's up? And, and Jana's like, Oh, Give dude. me the toilet paper. Yeah, <laughs> Jana's like, <laughs> Jana's like, Oh, the first game you should check out is over there. It's called Give Me the Toilet Paper. They'll explain it to you when you get there. And so I go there. There's nobody there to explain it to me, but. I see a piece of cardboard with a piece of toilet paper on it and a Joy-Con shoved in. And I'm like, oh, that's peculiar. And I click, I take the other Joy-Con and I like, I like start it over, start the demo over and I like start from the beginning. And basically what you do in this video game is you hold this piece of cardboard, you have the toilet paper with the Joy-Con shoved in on the cardboard and you're rolling the toilet paper back and forth on the cardboard oh, to control what's going on in the game. Cool. In the game, there is a dude who's sitting on the toilet <laughs> that needs toilet paper. And you basically, the, there's a toilet paper roll that's like above him at the top of a maze. So you need to navigate the maze to get through and then drop oh. down to the guy so it's he like can get the toilet the paper. The mobile game, uh, the, where's the water? I need my water. 
get me the water, get me the toilet paper, something like that. Yeah, I don't Barrett, know. Tim needs the water. He's <laughs> <laughs> having a stroke. <laughs> a little alligator. He was there. Same idea, same concept. But yeah, but basically, like I started playing it, and like as you go, obviously the levels get harder, right? And so there ends up being like these um chainsaws that like you have to like fucking dodge and avoid to get to the end of the maze. And it it I mean it's very gimmicky, but it's also like just a very fun and novel idea, and I had a pretty good time with it. And it was like one of those things where in a room full of games that are regular control games, having a fucking piece of cardboard with some toilet paper that was also kind of duct tape so it wouldn't fall apart. Um, I was like, oh shit, all right, this is a novel thing, but I kept thinking like all right, cool. Like, this is great for a demo at a um, at an event like this, but, like, how are people supposed to play this at home, right? And that's the thing, <laughs> I, kept, <laughs> that's the thing I, kept, uh, I kept thinking. And if you're a video watcher right now, uh, Barrett's brought up footage of it. But, yeah, I was like, how are people supposed to play this at home? And I didn't, like, have a developer around me to ask. I, uh, like, probably, like, 30 minutes later, I finally came around and, like, saw one of the people that, were, that was working the demo, who I believe was, like, uh, in Char. Bears. Um, <laughs> and I talked to him. I was like, hey, so, like, what's the deal? How are people playing this at home? Like, what's the vision for this thing? And the guy looks at me and says, everybody at home has toilet paper. And I was like, oh, all right, <laughs> cool. Like, cool. That's cool. I didn't, I didn't think about that. The fact that, yeah, like at home, they're like, yeah, find some cardboard, get one of the toilet paper that you, pro that you probably have. Everybody has Amazon boxes around their house. <laughs> yeah. Like shove your toy con into your toilet paper and play the game. Um, I thought that was really funny. The way you drag off a cigarette, blew in your face and walked away. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, all right, cool. I didn't think about it that way, but that was the, that was the very first game that I played. You really enlightened me. <laughs> yeah. I played it and I was like, all right, cool. It's fun. It's a really cool idea. Um, going down the list, right? Another game I played is this game called Combo Devils. So basically, this is one that I didn't actually get to play. This is one that I um I got to the to the station and they're dealing with like fixing bugs like live as it's happening, right? Because it's a pre-release, like a very pre-release version of the game. But I did get to talk to the devs. So Combo Devils is this game coming from a small team. Uh, they're called Punkzilla. They're a brand new team making this game. Uh, it's uh, does, I, I don't believe it has like a release date or release window or anything like that. But the way they described it to me was to say. It is a platform fighter, so think like a Smash type game, but it has uh, a lot of the trappings and pullings of like a hardcore fighting game. It has meters, it has things like that to actually make it a bit more locked in and a bit more hardcore. Um, it looks cool. It yeah, looks really cool. It, and like the way they're talking about it, I was like, oh, I get exactly where you're going here because there's uh, the dev I was talking to was saying that they had people that worked on, uh, I think, Project M, which was one of the um, brawl remake that made it more like melee yeah yeah it was like a, like almost like a mod type mm -hmm. situation for brawl that yeah made it play a bit more hardcore for that audience yeah it made it a bit more me melee like um people from that who worked on that are working on this and they were like yeah we want to make this a more hardcore thing and so the focus is on one-on-one -on -one fighting Whoa. um those parries that's hella sick like the the way it said parry with yeah. the style that's so cool uh it's more one-on-one -on -one focused even though they they do have a four-player mode um they have a single player mo or not single player but they have a campaign mode that is a roguelite which is funny because i'm coming off of playing nickelodeon all-star brawl 2 which yeah, also had a roguelite yeah, mode are. Um, but this game has it and they're like, yeah, you can play that, play the mode in a uh, co-op. You can play it like, um, two players. I forget if they said more, but, uh, actually no, it looks like here you have more than two players here. Yeah. So, uh, you're going through, you're picking upgrades, uh, for Some your space emissary, man. Yeah. And I love it. Like I, after playing Nickelodeon all-star brawl to you, I was like, yo, 
this is actually a really good idea. Like the idea of a Smash style roguelike game for a single player campaign, it gives you the fun of doing an arcadey run, but also it gives you the variability of going back and having everyone feel different. And then also, yeah, you get to play with your friends. And so there's a co-op element there to keep everybody involved. Um, I thought that was really cool. Um, and yeah, the more they talked about it, the more I was like, yo, I can't wait for this. Uh, again, it seems like a more hardcore uh, take on Smash that's being made by a group of indie devs. And so I thought that was really cool. Uh, another one I played, this is another fighting game, uh, Two Strikes. This is one that I did get my hands on. I played a little bit of it with the one and only Khalif Adams, who beat, boo. My, yeah, boo, uh, beat my ass in this game because he was playing before I did, uh, before I got there. Cheater. He cheated. Exactly. Got it. Um, but what this game is, it's another 2D fighting game. The art style is really cool. It's basically like a black and white hand-drawn style uh, fighting game. And the twist here Dude. is... The, yeah, this looks really cool. The twist here, though, is that uh, you only have two strikes before you die, right? Oh, like if you get kick. if you get hit twice, you're fucking done. And so it is you having to parry uh, as you read the animation of your opponent. It is you having to like balance if you want to do a light strike or a hard strike. Because if you do a hard strike, then it's only one hit kill. But if you do a light strike, then you have to get two strikes in. And so it's you having to balance like, all right, do I think I can get like a hard strike in that's going to take me longer to um, initiate, or do I want to play it safe and try to like you know stab in, jab in, do all that fun stuff for a quick burst cool very cool yeah for a quick burst of playing this with khalif i was like oh this is fucking rad and i believe this game is i'm, I'm on the steam page um it's out in early access so demo right like, now yeah so you can play that you can download a demo if you want to try two strikes is what it's called uh really cool art style really cool idea for a game um the next one i got here is a game called anton blast i didn't get my hands on this game i only watched it for a little bit and immediately went oh this looks fucking cool um if you watch the trailer, you'll immediately get what this game is going for. But the easiest way to describe it would be that uh, to say that it's it's a Wario Land clone. Um, but it's doing that with a really cool art style. It almost reminds me a little bit of what like Pizza Tower did this year. And this is me saying as somebody that didn't play Pizza Tower. Right? I know it's, nothing about it. But. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> seeing gameplay footage where Pizza Tower is, you're going through these platforming levels and you're like blazing through and all this stuff, right? It has like this very ex exaggerated high energy art style. Anton Blast has a similar sort of thing, but it almost feels like it's even going more for like the Wario Land style um, uh, gameplay. And it, got, it caught my eye just, cool. for the, just for the art style of it, right? Like it brings me back to playing something on the Game Boy Advance, but even has like, I, I would say like, a little bit more detail, obviously, because it's going to be on PC. But then also, yeah, like color to it, really cool illustration to it. Um, and it's one that I would say if you're a Warrior Land fan, keep an eye out for. Uh, next one on my list is a game called Despelote. Uh, Despelote, ah. this is one that's bit, that's shown up before. It is a first-person narrative game. Uh, another one that has a really cool art style. It's like with shades of hue with his art style with like i think almost like a hand-drawn nature to it uh i watched somebody over their so over their shoulder play this game i couldn't get my hands on it mm. because like every any anytime i went back to the station somebody else is playing this game uh which made me jealous but also this is one that i can't wait for because it takes uh, this is a game that takes place in ecuador uh the story that it's trying to tell is basically the story of this community in ecuador when uh during 2001 when um I, f I forget if it's the world cup is coming to ecuador or if they're getting to participate in the world cup but it's the story that's telling the this community story around soccer and the community getting passionate about soccer uh and it's a narrative game that has like first person soccer mechanics and so like you're kicking around this soccer ball you're doing all this fun stuff and the way like I think for me, this one stuck out and this one hit because it reminds me of living in Nigeria for a couple of years when I was a kid and like how important and how, how like all the kids that went to the boarding school that I went to were into soccer to the point where like we would make our own soccer games out of like rolling up balled up socks, right? Or we would play like 
one touch soccer with a fucking empty water bottle, right? Like we were excited to play soccer by any means necessary. Uh, and it was just part of the community, right? And like, it seems like this is the, the that is the kind of story that this game is aiming to tell. Uh, and it has me very excited for when this thing comes out because I, I really want to check it out. The final game that I want to talk about is this game called How Not to Get Hit by a Self-Driving Car. Now, this is one that is less... I, it's less of like a home game, right? It's more of like, I think it's like a traveling around events sort of thing. I don't know if this was like a game jam type situation or maybe there's training an actual AI car. I don't know. But <clears throat> basically this was set up outside oh, yeah. in this like big area. They have a camera that is pointed toward this area where your goal as a player is to get to the button at the end of this like course. And you have to get there without this AI recognizing you as human. So, this is, <laughs> so <laughs> right now, if, if you're watching, the, if you're watching the video version, this is footage that was that was taken by Janet Garcia of me playing the game. And again, like the the percentage of the, on the screen you see, like it has a camera pointed towards you, and like if the camera starts to detect you as human, it'll like bump up the percentage of like. Oh yeah, like this is a human, and if it goes all the way, then you lose, right? But if you make it to the button, hit the button, um, then you win. And the fun thing about it is that it is tracking your movement to like remember it, and like if the, at the after you do it, there's an option to save your data that it just collected, so it can use that data to train to train itself to see if it can catch fu future people. Okay. Um, <laughs> so you can dime out other human beings. Exactly. <laughs> and so like if you do this one way, it'll save it, right? And then like if somebody else in the future does it that way, they'll be like, oh no, that's a human. Like we've trained on that data. Um, so Les, I, I need to stop. Nobody's gonna be break dancing here. <laughs> we gotta break this down. So it ends with you break dancing. Yes. What does it really start with you doing? I do. Hey, bless. Don't I act am, human. I'm crap. <laughs> Have you seen? So I was doing like the Futurama um, Zoidberg, Zoidberg. Yeah, like, crab thing. And I was like, oh, maybe if I act like Zoidberg, it won't detect me. And then it started to detect me. And I was like, okay, back up plan. Back up plan. I need a break dance. And so I go down and I fucking start. And, I break, and guess what? It, it couldn't tell that my break dancing was human. It was like, oh, this can't be this a human. This is otherworldly. This <laughs> moves are out of this world. And so it wasn't able to detect me. Barrett, I sent to assets. Andrea Renee on Instagram put up a post about her trying to do it too and she put up i think just stills i forget and i haven't looked at it since i sent it to you but it was that thing of like i like w scrolling through my feed last night i think and i was like what and i just like i don't have time i don't, yeah. I don't know what i don't know why i'm not gonna get to the bottom of this mystery off the top of yeah, this yeah but that was it was a hit like everybody like everybody I imagine, uh, yeah. that i saw there was like yo you done the ai thing yet and they were like oh no it's like oh we got to go do this and so i was there i was down there with like a group of people it was me janet Michael Heim and like a group of the, of, uh, of other folks yeah. and like we're all in a line to do it and we're all fucking excited to do this so yeah Andrew and I had the same idea of like the Andrew has captured people. it at the day of the devs the game awards event I used all of my toddler mom playtime skills to trick a self-driving computer AI into thinking I wasn't a human pedestrian on my first try I do not recommend trying yeah. this in actual streets <laughs> with cars. Oh, yeah. So, so yeah, I think funny. the thing that I, I, I left out, right, is that, like, the thing is emulating an AI car. And so the idea is, like, you're, cro you're crossing a crosswalk and you're trying to get hit by a car. And if you get hit, then you win. If you don't, then <laughs> it detected that you're human and you lose. So Utterly amazing. We, we got to get in the devs. studio. We got to do it get in here somehow. Because <laughs> I got to see what everybody here does. Someone's going to get hurt. <laughs> Mike's going to blow a hammy. Oh, <laughs> God. Well, thank you all. For hanging out with us this year on the Kind of Funny Games cast, we will return next year, starting off with our Game of the Year episode. I'm very, very, very excited for that. A lot of work's been put into it. Can't wait for you all to see it. Um, 
the 10th. Get ready. Get hyped. And until next time, I love you all. Goodbye.